Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Oh, ben. It's Christmas Eve and I've got the Christmas <laughs> spirit. Yeah, it's inside you. Do you want a Christmas exorcism from the yeah. Christmas spirit? Yeah, do you just, just take this, uh, my body, whatever it is. It's not COVID, <laughs> to be clear. Um, You've done two tests. Yeah. I've done two tests and Ashton asked, and no, I didn't have a mad sesh last night. <laughs> this is just how my body has chosen to punish me. Uh, For context, week. it's a Monday morning, so Ben yes. definitely didn't have a mad sesh last night. No. No, I did not. Uh, but I... this is how I sound this week, so just be ready for that. I'm impressed by like the the high and the low you just hit when you were introduced or we started the podcast. You were... That's sort of my limit now. So low as well. It's crazy. Yeah, what a what a range, huh? I know. Yeah. Just need to get me to that church so I can sing in the lovely Crimble choir. Sound like yeah. that all the time. Just yeah. try and, if you don't try and mind. keep it. Yeah, I'll try. Maybe if I just sort of punch myself in the throat yeah. several times yeah. a day. Mm-hmm. Then it'll Take up I can really smoking. just swallow some glass. Yeah, you know, I'll do all of it and I'll tell you how I feel next week. No, I won't because we're off next week. Yeah, you've got we're taking a little festive break. It is. I like how all of us without hesitation said, Yay, <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay, yay, no content yay. next week. Thank God. It's Christmas Eve, isn't it? It's Christmas it Eve today. It is. Uh, we're Merry releasing Christmas this podcast Eve. a day early. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. We Merry thought, Eve. why would we release our Christmas podcast on Christmas Day when obviously you're all going to be busy doing Christmas things, aren't you? Mm. And you'll listen on Boxing. Although a lot of you will probably still end up listening after Christmas, but still. Yeah. Um, we hope you are prepared for the festive period and that you're all safe and uh, you're taking due COVID precautions. Of course, this is our second consecutive week of working remotely. Uh, at least as far as the podcast is concerned. So we will see where we land in the new year. It mm-hmm. may continue to be remote. Uh, we may be back in the office. Who flipping knows? Are you guys ready for Christmas? Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I'm uh, not really. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be Christmas, but I haven't wrapped any presents. Um, my last present arrived today, five days mm-hmm. before Christmas. Actually, that's a lie. I ordered some presents last night, but 
I'm not going to see them until after Christmas, so I'm not too worried about it. But I haven't wrapped anything. I haven't even got any wrapping paper. Honestly, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Ashton, Ashton, please. So. Brilliant. It sucks to be one of Ashton's relatives. Yeah, I sorry about it. Can you imagine? Goodness me. I wrapped all my stuff last night, so there is time. You're not too far behind. Yeah. No, that's fair. I'm going to qualitydiscounts.com, which is a shop in the town <laughs> that I that uh, this house the, is in. This, the physical store has .com in it. It's called qualitydiscount.com. It's the name of the physical shop of which you go into. Yeah. And I'm going in there to get some wrapping paper this this afternoon after work. Some so. quality discounted some quality wrapping paper. .com. Yeah. Okay. A lot of festive Christmassy things, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. on the on the homepage. Uh, do we want to look at gifts for him, gifts for her, or gifts for kids? No, the gifts three genders. <laughs> yeah. Gifts for kids. There, yes, that's them. Uh, let's see. Twelve days of Pringles advent calendar. Three ninety eight. Wow. Our price. Three. It's nearly over. Three ninety eight. Save seven pounds. Imagine having some Pringles at eight o'clock in the morning. Before, <laughs> before hey, you kids! Go into kids are lawless. They would love that. Yeah, I would love would. that. Uh, unicorn dash slide track save twelve pounds seven ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Pub quiz game four ninety nine. I mean, you could just Google pub quiz questions. Yeah, yeah really. you could. Um, yeah, it's just crap, isn't it? Yeah, they just sell a lot of crap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But wrapping and paper, wrapping paper, so, <laughs> you know. And that's I like need. that on the website as well. There's like all of this crap, and then halfway down is FIFA twenty two. Is it? Oh yes, it is. <laughs> oh, the Xbox Only... One and PlayStation Four. Oh, but not eFootball. Not eFootball. No. no. What a waste. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we hope you're all <laughs> more prepared on Christmas Eve than Ashton is on Monday of this week. Yeah. Uh, but this is, of course, our video game podcast, and each and every week we're sponsored by a very, very real video game adjacent sponsor they help us keep the lights on they're very real and we have a different one every week i think ashton has the ad read in front of her this week i do and of course it is tis festive oh. i have to read the ad read for you here <clears throat> twas the five nights before christmas when all through the pizza plex not a creature was stirring except for a mouse android thing the stockings were hung by the pizza oven with care, in the hopes that the big chicken one would soon be there. Oh. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while I pooped my pants at the sight of their scary heads. Coming now, because it's Christmas, five nights at Freddy's before Christmas. <laughs> Yay! Brilliant. I like how you rhymed uh, beds with heads instead of Fred's, which, you know, would have been more (laughs) context relevant. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't think about that. No, Ashton didn't rhyme it. No, sorry. The the company you make five hours for now. Whoever wrote this, you know, they clearly didn't spend much time on it, did they? (laughs) (laughs) I was very Uh, impressed. I thought that was great. Excellent. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not real. Oh, Oh, what? Sorry to ruin your Christmas. No, but... I literally ruined Christmas. <laughs> but it's, it. I mean, there is a Five Nights at Freddy's game that came out like this weekend. So if you are really upset about it, you could just play that one. Um, is that the one they've been advertising on the, the PlayStation State of Play thing for like yeah. 12 years? At like. every yeah. conference and award ceremony for about, yeah, for five yes. years. Pretty yes. much. Two, two white men in suits did a handshake about six years ago and, and then mm-hmm. we hear about it 
every every three months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, since. that's the one. Yeah, it's out now finally. So hope you oh, won't be hearing well, I hope about it's too good. much. Yeah, hopefully. Also, Ben or yeah. Peter. Yeah. Where are we, where are we walking today? Yes, oh. I believe someone suggested something festive last week. Dashing oh, through the snow. No. Yeah, dash, we'll be dashing through the snow. We're doing. Yeah. It. I don't mean to. I don't mean to criticize. Um, I assume mm. Kieran, who put the podcast together last week, but I'm pretty sure we were dashing through some sand and not dashing through oh, the mud. Kieran. Like we, oh, I don't know if I've seen said. the video version from last week. Kieran, I'm come on, bud. Pretty sure it's sand. Oh. Does he well, know what mud is? I don't know. He's Irish, so it, maybe not. Yeah, they don't have mud there. <laughs> no. Yeah. Has anyone checked that Kieran knows what mud is? Uh, don't I don't know, but I'm now currently navigating my way to the channel to look at <laughs> what we were dashing through. Um, what is I, it? He had so much power. We could have I been have dashing through anything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. It, it's it's certainly moist, whatever it is. Uh, mm, okay could be mud but it could be a kind of a one it of those looks like, like a be- a sandy beach that's like yeah got a bit like wet. In one of those not very nice beaches yeah um, yeah <laughs> you're you're criticizing it it may well be a beach local to where kieran grew up that he's very it could from. well be yeah <laughs> oh, we seem to be dashing through photo. like the world's worst beach the worst beach i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no we're not sponsored by the festive freddy game uh we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as one dollar per month you can submit questions to this podcast each and every week we source questions from you from you but there are lots of other <laughs> tiers available as well and uh, we implore you to go check them out there's loads of really really cool stuff there loads of early access and a couple of exclusive things so yeah go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump oh. uh, uh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do that, do that. Yeah. Uh, it's time for a question. No, uh, it's not. We've got to talk about something else before you get you jump in there, Peter Austin. You can't. You hold your horses or you hold your reindeers. Okay. We're talking about <laughs> facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. That's right. Yeah. Please go like and and follow and please interact go. Please with go. the page. Please go. Please go. Please go. Please uh, go. When we get to ten thousand, we can pay James Jenkins editing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we can. We can pay him. And maybe we, we, can take, we can take Kieran to the real beach that's not sad, sad. <laughs> we can, we can take beach. Kieran to some real mud so he can know yeah. what it is. <laughs> this is yeah. mud. We uh, we had a comment on Weirdest Games Ever the other day that said, I, I did think it was a joke at first, but they do keep saying it. Are they actually not paying Ashton? <laughs> <laughs> They're not. No, we're not. They're not no, we're not. Ashton. No. no. She's, working she's just for really passionate about podcasts. Yes, yeah. yeah. so passionate. That's why she's here. Uh, yeah. But do, please. It's all we want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that. It is. It's 10,000 Facebook follows. Realistically, it's not going to happen. So guess what? <laughs> it follows your it's stubborn want... asses into 2022, and we're yeah. not going to stop. So we will it's all we want stop. for Easter. We'd like it for Easter, please. Yeah. 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 Easter, Easter bunny. And then, yeah. oh, God, I hope not. Potentially Christmas the summer again solstice. is all we want. <laughs> Please like our Facebook page. I'd like we to think by stop. next Christmas we'll have gained 3,000 followers. Please. <laughs> I'm so tired of asking you. And you're probably tired of hearing it, but we're not yeah. going to stop. We're not going to stop. Bloody get on it. Uh, well, shall I ask a question while people yes, go and follow sure. us on Facebook? 
Um, this is from Daniel Gregory, two first names, who says, Season's greetings, BAP. Wishing you all the best for Christmas and New Year. With not many games being set at Christmas or even based around Christmas. Full stop. With that said, what Christmas <laughs> film would you turn into a game or base a game around? All the love and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Daniel. Merry, Merry Christmas. Daniel. Merry Christmas. Um, we played the Home Alone game on Worst Games Ever, didn't we? Where you mostly yes. just skid around the place on a sledge. Um, and then you go into houses and you've maybe put a couple of traps there. And that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to do is see a new Home Alone game in quite a kind of physics-based sandbox engine that allows you to like really just almost create your own traps like it just gives you all of the component parts it gives you string it gives you like adhesive gives you paint cans you know little cars and marbles and spiky things and you can Mm. it gives you the kind of creative freedom to booby trap the house uh in ways that you know people can get really creative if you give them enough kind of interesting tools in video games uh i think you'd see some like really interesting almost like rube goldberg style traps and stuff i'd like to see that maybe it could have a multiplayer component and you have to like you have to fortify a house and then some other players come in as the wet bandits and have to try and get through all your traps and stuff i think i think that's uh or maybe maybe what I'm saying is I want to play Orcs Must Die, except it's the wet <laughs> bandits must die. Yeah, <laughs> except you, you just, murder people. Yeah, yeah, you just place traps around the house and shoot them with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, like a, a, a super like physics-y, um, quite reactive, creative, free-flowing trap, trap em up um, mm-hmm. is what I'd like to see. Almost like um, Gmod in a way. But, yeah, or Bug yeah. Snacks. Bug snacks, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be great. I think, you know, bring bring back Home Alone. When are they going to make a new, decent Home Alone game? That's the question everyone is asking, I think. That is, it's world. on all of our lips, yeah. 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 Ashton, what I do got, you think? Sorry to cut you off, Peter. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, arrived at my parents' house on Saturday morning, mm. uh, and the first thing they said was, Hey Ben, um, when are they going to make a, a new a good Home Alone game? <laughs> they did. Uh, they said, Ben, do you, you, do you know have about any video games? Do you have any news? Um, yeah. Your grandma's asking. Oh, grandma's on the phone. My dad popped his head in. Grandma's mm. on the phone. Uh, she wants to know when they're going to make a new good Home Alone game. Mm. I was like, guys, please stop. They're you working know, that's on it. Crazy, because my mum messaged me yesterday and was like, Ashton, when are we going to get a good Home Alone game? Thank you. Exactly. Oh, wow. See, When's it, it going to happen? When though? is it going to happen? It's crazy. We 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 deserve a good Home Alone game, and I I'm not so. surprised everyone's asking about it. See, that's really strange because now this makes a lot of sense. I had a, an anonymous note through the door yesterday <laughs> that was like put together from letters attached to, out to of a, a magazine. Brick. Yeah, attached to a brick, and it just said the word "when?" question mark And I was like, "What the hell is that supposed to be?" But now I re- that's what they will have been asking. Mm. Home they alone. didn't feel yeah. the need to, you know, put the rest of the sentence in there because everyone knows that's Everybody what everyone's asking. Knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. It's when? obvious. When? 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 Soon. Coming from <laughs> Amblin Interactive. <laughs> it's oh. on its way. Good. Um... Did, I don't know if Amblin made Home Alone. I think they did. But I no, know. I have no idea. It sounds like the kind of studio that would make Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've all asked the big questions, mm. um, other game, other 
movie-based games I thought could be fun. Um, every Hallmark movie, aka the trash Christmas films that I know and love, um, would make a fantastic dating sim, oh, or right, even yeah. like, or even like kind of like a telltale game from the perspective of businesswoman from New York who has gone back to small town to help with family farm or sell property that belongs to aunt and meets handsome farmhand who is also the mayor kind of situation Mm -hmm. um would be quite fun but also novel yeah like a visual novel exactly yeah um and i would also like love actually but it's played like a dark pictures anthology game (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) do they die in gruesome ways maybe um, Are they all assholes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone plays a different character from Love Actually, and um, you just play through the movie. But obviously, it's a bit gruesome because it's a Dark Pictures game. Um, Blood Actually. Blood Actually. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, I think it would make a great Dark Pictures game. In fact. I think I don't know when is when are they gonna make a good Love Actually game? That's the next well, question on everyone's lips, isn't it? That is what they're asking. Yeah, they don't <laughs> stop. And also, yeah. Supermassive Games has apparently just signed a contract with our publisher. I can't remember who it is. Not Bandai Namco. Uh, to to make something that apparently is in the vein of Until Dawn, the Dark Pictures anthology. So this could be it. This could be what they're making. Ah, oh, oh, could be what that, they're making. Coming next it. Christmas. Coming next Christmas. Yeah, Blood they do actually. make games in a year. So yes. yeah. 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 Ben, any any suggestions for what other games could we could put in our Christmas playlist? Yeah, I mean it's it's your boy Telltale Simp. Um I am picturing the Muppets Christmas Carol, <laughs> the Telltale Adventure. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see that in a Telltale style. That's what I'm picturing. No, uh, you make decisions really nice. as you go through. You play as the lead character Scroogey, is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ebenezer Scroogey. Scrooge. Scrodge. That's <laughs> yeah, that's word. you know what actually yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. Uh Scrodge. Uh you have QTEs, but they're in time with like the musical pieces and you're just sort of singing along. Yeah. Guitar okay. hero style. There goes Mr. Humbug. I can mm. see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scro- uh Scrodge. Scrodge. Uh depending on the <laughs> nature of your decisions, you can achieve one of three different endings that the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future warn him about. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, yeah, I think it would just be a lovely festive time for the whole family. Uh, just sort of playing through a Muppet Christmas Carol, the Telltale Adventure. I'd play the Will crap there... out of that. Yeah. Will there be an option like if you fail a QT that you accidentally like boot Tiny Tim just down? Yeah, the Tiny Tim back. will remember that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yeah, big time. I hope he does. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long he remembers it for. It didn't look like he was long for this world. So. <laughs> No. When it says Tiny Tim will remember this, it could be maybe a week. Four, and then three to dead. three so... to six months potentially. Also, they're not that's, called that's uh, a long time. Yeah, they're not called QTEs in that game. They're called Jack Frostenisms. I oh, think. very nice. good. There he is. Very he good. Is. He came to play today. He certainly did. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my suggestion. Anyway. Well, I think we've solved gaming. Generally. I think so. Yeah. Merry Christmas, that. everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, Ashton, where are we going next? Well, because it's, it's Christmas time, and, you know, Christmas time is a time famously for trying something new. So um, we're doing a new... <laughs> no <laughs> traditions at Christmas at no, all. No. Uh-uh, never. Everything every year, completely different. Cutting um, edge. 
Yeah. I thought we could do a segment that I, I think I'm going to call... I don't, what do you guys think about, about this title? I don't know if you're mm. going to like it. Mm-hmm. I think we should call it What We Play In. I hate it. Oh, I'll I'm workshop okay something it. else for the new year. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, maybe we'll keep it. But I thought we could talk about What We Play In. Mm. It's time for What We Play In. It's What We Play In time. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? Well, we've only had three days since we last recorded the previous <laughs> it's podcast. Very true. Yeah. But fortunately, I do have something to report, and it's good in two ways. Uh, well, I'll tell you what it is first. I completed Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, you did it. I did it. I was on the previous podcast. I was really close to the end. But uh, yeah, I, I did it. I finished it. For the first time in my life, I never finished it as a child. A child. Wow. A so, child. A child. Uh, that was that was interesting. I must admit, I for the first time in a very long time, I had to use a guide to uh, do the last mission because the problem with that game is, um, you know, it's one of those games. It's like the complaint I had about the the Battlefront Two campaign, where really it's just all of the quote unquote missions are very blatantly stuck together with. You can just see like the compo- the constituent parts. It's just like simple objectives strung together with a bit of dialogue. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's all quite transparently just this is this thing. Do that, then do this. Um, and uh, the the final mission involves you chasing uh, the baddie in a helicopter, um, and then she lands at, on top of this building, and you have to like make your way over there to kill her and save your your damsel. And there are a bunch of um, vehicles that are like blocking the way, like these these trucks, cartel like uh, truck things that are uh, blocking up gateways and stuff. And what I did was I uh, I had this um, I had a bulletproof car that had been given to me by one of the other bosses, and I was just like ramming through these vehicles and getting to the end to then go and fight this woman. And I just kept on dying. I was like, what am I doing wrong here? Like the game seems to be like telling me to do this because also what it does is it removes every weapon from you at the start of that mission there's a cutscene where you have to go into the baddies mansion and you get frisked at the gate and they take all of your guns off you so i was like well i can't like fight the guys what am i supposed to do um and as it turns out you're supposed to like squish a couple of the guys who are standing near the trucks and shooting at you take their guns and then also just off to the side in like in the dark there's a sniper rifle hidden under a tree which I did not know about. So it took me like many, many attempts, like thinking that I was supposed to just be smashing through these roadblocks and getting to the end and then just, you know, saving this girl. But uh, And I looked it up and they were like, oh no, you need to use that car if you can and then like run some people over to get some weapons and there's a secret sniper rifle here. And yeah, it took me a while. But, uh, you know, it was good. And uh, the ending of that game, sees your silent protagonist and the lady who he saved kind of walking off into the sunset. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, I I wouldn't go as far as to say I ship them because I don't think I've ever shipped anyone in my life. But I was like, I was hoping that they would get together at the end. And uh, so I was really pleased that they were just walking off to, you know, start a life together. And then the cutscene fades to black and she like starts chatting again. And then suddenly there's this this gunshot and she just gets cut off. And I think the implication is that he just got like sick of her talking and and just executed (laughs) her. Because lol, mid-noughties gaming, am I right? Wow. (laughs) Women. Oh. (laughs) 
Uh, that's I believe is <laughs> what bad. was implied there. Real. Yeah, wow. I think that's what what they were going for. It was kind of difficult. There were no subtitles. I didn't hear what she said, but she said something about fifty dollars. And I think the joke was either she annoyed him by chatting, or he thought, oh, she's going to be expensive to you know have as a partner, and so he just murdered her. I don't know. That's what it seemed like. Christ. So. Um, it's a bit much for me. I was like, oh, what a what a bitter taste at the end there. A uh, better ending would be if he spoke for the first time. It would. And he sounded like Kermit the Frog. And he <laughs> said, uh, thank you for playing my game. Um, <laughs> have have a blessed Sunday. And that regardless of the day that you finish yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's how GTA 3 ends. I would have yeah. liked him, if he was going to speak for the first time, uh, to do what, he, what Crash does in Crash of the Titans, which I've not played, but I'm aware of this because it's a bit of a meme in the uh, in the Crash community, which is Crash is silent all the way through that game. And then right at the end in the final cutscene, Coco says to him, like, oh, yeah, we did it, Crash. Anyway, now let's go and get some like some pancakes. And Crash just goes, and then the game just ends. Uh, oh god! That's what I want Claude to do. I want him to, Claude Speed pancakes. pancakes, and then the credits just roll. Also, the credits uh, in that game were like slightly juddery and hanging and like frame ratey, oh, which they is couldn't great. Even do credits, yeah, right. literally just from start to finish. That game is slightly broken. Um, I enjoyed it though, and I mean, best of all. I'm just glad that I finished it and I'll be able to talk about a different game now on uh, <laughs> on what we play in every week. But um, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, mostly from a nostalgic point of view. And, uh, you know, some of the, the bugs were genuinely funny. Um, I, yesterday I saw a car that was like being forced down into the floor. I don't know what was, what the force was. It was just, it was just on the road, but you could see the the chassis was like being pushed down onto the wheels, like the suspension, and it was just like juddering and juddering and juddering, and sparks were coming out, and then eventually it just took too much damage and set on fire and blew up. But I don't know what Jesus. what caused it or anything. So I think that was Satan pulling it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. Um, so there we go. I finished that game at long last, and you now never need to hear me talk about it ever again. Um, <laughs> and I also I probably won't be. Uh, playing Vice City and San Andreas particularly imminently. You know, I've said before that GTA 3 was kind of my GTA game as a kid, so that was the one I really wanted to play. I'll play the others eventually, but I definitely need a break at this point. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so, like uh, it. Yeah, That's probably fair. either back to God of War or um, I'm going to move on to Guardians next. So, mm. yeah, see how that goes. Both good shouts. Mm. Yes. Ashton, what have you been playing? So... I've been playing a couple things in the last four days. Um, I've come back to Leicester, so I'm back with MV. So we played a bit of Orcs Must Die 3 again and Back for Blood. Um, We've been going through Orcs Must Die and just trying to get five skulls in everything. Um, Just mainly because we kept getting, excuse me, our ass handed to us in the the final, like, war scenario situation oh yeah um which is really annoying so we decided to go and upgrade all of our gear and stuff and just go back and get all of the the skulls um i can play orcs must die for a bit but then i do get bored and i'm like Mm -hmm. okay i think i've had enough now of watching these orcs just wander into my grinder trap and die over and over again but it is fun for a bit and then i think my brain just goes okay we're done now and we stopped playing it for a couple of weeks, but maybe we'll mm-hmm. finish that very soon. Um, I've also been playing more Deathloop. 
uh, quite a lot of Death Loop actually. And I I do really love Death Loop. I think it's such a good game. Um, I've been kind of figuring things out of like throughout the day. There's one um, visionary that I just cannot survive. Every time I go and try and get her, she just blows the island up. And uh, I know that. Yeah, and I I thought I solved. Like, I thought I stopped it once, and then it just blew up anyway. And I was I actually out loud swore and was like, God damn it! I was so annoyed. Um, but I am I am enjoying it. If I could just get past her, then I would I would feel a lot better. I keep getting killed at like the second time of day because I keep going back to try and get her every time and just <laughs> dying. Um, she was one of the last ones I went for because I think I just sort of forgot that she was there. I was yeah. Like, oh yeah, there's a visionary I haven't done yet. Yeah. And that was one of the only visionaries in the entire game that I think it must have been pure, absolute, blind, dumb luck. But I managed to take her out without anyone knowing and I got a trophy and I was like, oh, oh, that was her that I just instinctively stabbed because she walked through a door. I didn't even realise that no. was her. <laughs> yeah, I think I think She's to tough, be though. fair, she is one, I think she is the last one that I've also like not actively gone for yet. So I think I'm the same, which is why I'm trying to kind of take her out um but also this week on xbox game pass the game the gunk was released um it's kind of so far a linear story game um you're on this planet you've you've landed there with your your ship partner and the robot called kurt who always says you got served that's like his only speech pattern that he's able to do um okay (laughs) and you're on this planet because you can like as an energy pulse or something that you're going to investigate and um you have to there's like a corruption and of course it's bright red because obviously corruption is red and goopy um and yeah i've been playing that for about i don't know about three hours and i've been i was really enjoying it um it's pretty cute and it looks really nice and the voice acting is really good in it as well um i'd not seen any advertisement for it like i'd not seen it really i think i saw like one trailer a couple of months ago um mm-hmm. and then it suddenly appeared on my xbox game pass and i saw i thought that looks pretty cute so um so i thought i'd play that and i enjoyed it um so if, if you've got xbox game pass and you're looking for a new game to play i recommend the gunk so far the gunk, um, nice. the gunk. gunk. um so yeah that's what i've been playing this this four days ben what have you been yeah. playing uh, played a little bit more Far Cry 6. Um, <laughs> I found a new way to amuse myself in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can go into photo mode. Yeah. And you can do different poses. Yeah. And at least five of them are dances. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, so whenever there's those uh, sections where you're like not undercover because it's pretty obvious who you are really, but like you're attending certain functions and like you don't have any of your weapons and you're just sort of there whenever they're doing their big speech me and my co-op partner would go up and stand right behind the person making the speech and then just like samba behind (laughs) them and it just makes for the funniest (laughs) visual ever because it just doesn't i think it i think it captures everything about far cry not far cry 6 specifically but just far cry where it's it tries to be serious, but it's just bonkers and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I went to my friend's house yesterday and uh, Peter, you'll be interested in this mm. because he's got a modded hard drive that he's put into the expansion bay of his PS2. Okay. Um, 
and he was able to put a load of ROMs and ISOs onto it. So he's got like ah. 50 PS2 games built natively into his PS2 oh, that save cool. to a memory card and like they play through the TV and stuff like that. So, But then you know that, that they're actually going to run properly because it's the yeah, actual exactly. hardware. <laughs> yes, precisely. Nice. They load faster, but they still sort of perform, you know, because they're being run on a PS2, they still perform as they would. They don't have like uh, weird emulator issues. No, yeah, no, they don't. Um, That's cool. And so we played a little bit of uh, SmackDown. Here comes the pain, which mm. was nice because I've not played that natively on a PS2 for a while, and that was that was pretty fun. So played a little bit of that just for like two matches, messed around in it. Mm. Um, last night though, I started Halo One. Oh yes, finally did it. Why do they do that? Why do they tease you, Peter, for like three hours with where it sounds like it's about to go da 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 da? But they never the build, the music never quite builds up to it, and it just sort of fades out. I'm like, come on, give me the da 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 da. Yeah, Where's I don't know. Da, 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 da? I mean, they save it for the real the real big moments. Um, <laughs> the beach level is good at the start. That's got a good intro. I think the music actually plays on that one. Um, okay. And then in the the final level, when you do the well, the the big climax has that music too. But are you enjoying um, it? Yes, yes, I am. Um, I played oh, I love that game. The first hour and a half ish for the ex- original Xbox launch games video, so I I knew the beginning, but I was playing the I wasn't playing the Master Chief Collection version. So mm. obviously, this has been slightly polished. I'm assuming. I can't. Well, I think I think it's running in the same engine, which is why you're able to just switch the graphics left and right. Oh, oh I haven't done I'm that. Saying left and right, but back and forth, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think physically and like kind of mechanically, it actually runs identically, but um, yeah. visually, it's very much pop- uh, polished. Yeah. I get why this game was a big deal. I mean, I've always understood that anyway. But it, you know, it's not dissimilar to. It's aged, but it's mm, aged. It has. It's aged in the same way that Time Splitters has aged. In yeah, that it's still very playable and clearly still very good. Um, yeah, I one thing it I don't on like. Stream, uh, and I thought it definitely had aged. Uh, yes, but it still, yeah, it's, still works. Yeah, it's still it's still definitely really good. One thing I don't like though is the driving controls because they are the same as in Borderlands, and I hate them in Borderlands. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to use the right stick to look around, but I can't because it's steer, right. you know. Yeah, and and I've never. It's fine, but I have driven off cliffs about three times now, and mm-hmm. that's definitely my fault. But also, <laughs> I just wish I wish the driving controls were different. Maybe you can change them, but this is you know this this is a twenty year old game. I don't know if you can. Beloved, and I wouldn't wouldn't want to suggest they should be different. But I've never gotten on with that control scheme in other games either. So mm. uh, you know, it is what it is. But I am enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's the game that I am squirreling myself away to play during this Christmas break. Just try and get through as much Halo as I can, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing some more later today. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've been playing. Fantastic. I think it's time for question two. You know. Oh, okay. This one comes from Michael McCarrick. Michael says, Dearest Bap, I pray this message finds you well and that you have much Christmas spirit about ye. In that vein, what would be your three games to convince a non-gamer to see the error of their ways and embrace gamerdom? One from gaming past, one from gaming present, and one from gaming yet to come. Much love, season's greetings, and regards to all the Wars clan. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Uh, One from Gaming Past, I really, I just, I struggled with because we've played so many terrible games from Gaming Past and I feel like 
you know, you know the Scrooge. Uh, sorry, Scro- uh, Scrooge. Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge. Yeah. When he goes back into the past, he has a pretty miserable time. That's kind of the way it goes. Then in the present, it's quite good, and it's about like celebrating abundance and you know just oh fantastic everything's great we're all having a wonderful time then future it's not great for tiny tim no know. it's not yeah. great for tiny He's got, like, tim. well it is in, in present got that tb baby yeah he can have a nice time now but right his, now his futures probably looks pretty bleak just well. don't yeah. look forwards tiny tim um, yeah just enjoy it the moment to moment of your life yeah they have a nice time decorating the house or something um but so i mean from Gaming Pass, just to kind of pick a perhaps a very iconic one, uh, I thought Bubsy 3D. Um, <laughs> just just to to warn people that not you can't you can't just pick because I'm obviously a big fan of the 3D platformer, right? And mm. uh, but I think you can't just rely on a genre for a video game. So I think Bubsy 3D is a good example of hey, you know that thing that you like, Peter? Yeah. Well, look, here someone did it. Look, with a cat, and then it's terrible. So is it done bad? I think the Christmas past message from Bubsy 3D is: look, you can't just have a good idea and then execute it terribly. That's that's my warning. I think from Bubsy, um, Christmas present. Uh, I would or gaming present, I should say, according to the question. I think Minecraft. I think that's like an abundant, creative, exciting, community-filled game. I think I think the Ghost of Christmas Present would quite like Minecraft. I reckon. <laughs> I can I can see that happening. They can have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, a warning of gaming yet to come. I have chosen the uh, the the Matrix Unreal Experience, uh, uh, whatever it's called. I've forgotten the name of it. But you know, again, I think we all we all need to uh, perhaps consider. The, the trade-off between a good idea versus good execution. Yes, you can, if you wish, try and recreate human faces in the Unreal Engine and they can look almost very good. But actually, that I've not really been able to start thinking about that since seeing the trailer. So uh, Are I they haunting your dreams? They are haunting my dreams, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't want to think about it. And, uh, you know, I think we all need to just just be careful. The one other idea I had, though, was, um, I mean, anyone would do, but uh, Peter Molyneux's NFT game. I think the the yeah. real terror of yeah. gaming future is NFT video games. So either just an Ubisoft NFT game or Peter Molyneux's one. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, I think there are some dangerous things of gaming yet to come that we need to just uh, be wary of. Mm. Uh, and those are some examples. Uh, Ashton. I, um, before I start, I uh, watched Ben, my Ben, play the Matrix Unreal thing this mm-hmm. week. Um, it looks better in the actual game than okay. it did in the trailer. I have heard that, to be fair, um, yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, when I say a game, it's not really. But, I mean, it looks really good, but also kind of sometimes looks a bit just like every other game you've ever seen. So, you know... T- take that with a pinch of salt. Okay, um, I'll go with I'll go with Peter Molyneux then. That's yeah. my uh, yeah yeah. But also, I didn't take it quite as as true to story as you did, and I That's thought, fine. what game could I show someone who doesn't play games 
and could get them into gaming from like a past, present and future perspective. And I kind of went for what game is easy enough to pick up from the past and play that's kind of like, you know, gives you a little, gives you a little taste of, yeah, of, I've just... of gamming. Just realised um, I've done a Ben there, and I've like not read a crucial part of the question, which hello. is convince it's a non-gamer <laughs> to see their area of the ways and embrace gaming. I just skipped that second sentence. I just really liked your answer, so I didn't want to say anything. But yeah, you actually followed the festive line through. Yeah, I did, but it was nothing so to do with non-gamers. It was just warnings to the gaming industry as a whole. <laughs> yeah. But that's hey, fine. I think you, I think you did great. I'm yes. really proud of you, Peter. Well Thanks done. for that. At least it will we'll give slightly more varied answers in that respect, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. so we should do that in future, just all just completely reinterpret the question in any way we yeah. like. Yeah. It's Ashton's turn next week to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, absolutely. Oh, that's all right. I, I, I'll first, first week back, I'll do my top five games of the year and I'll just, you know, pick from all 2020. Of the, from 2020. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I thought like, what game's easy to pick up that you could go back and play that if someone who's not, really played games very much i thought like the og spyro game because i think that's one of those games that's kind of well it's a classic obviously Mm. um but also like it's quite easy up to a point i mean when i first got back into gaming um and played the og spyro i was doing fine until i had to do like a charge jump and then i just couldn't do it so I mean, I'd show them it up to that point, unless they're much better at gaming than I am and they can just do it first time, which may be the case. Um, and then for a present, I thought the next like, step up is kind of like a linear story game that kind of like has a different controls, has a bit more maybe combat or maybe just something a bit different. So I had three options because we are in an abundance of games from this year. I put Kana, maybe Ratchet and Clank or even... If you're feeling frisky, it takes two. Game oh. of the year. Um, Game of the year award winner. Yeah. I just thought, you know, they're easy enough to play, like simple enough to play. Um, they're pretty. So if you're like visually kind of someone who is doesn't like gaming because they think, oh, it all just looks like Call of Duty and it's all grey and shooty and sandy, um, then maybe these kind of very visually appealing games which would would help a help a, a gal out um and also it takes two obviously you can play together so you got that added bonus and then in the future for games coming out 2022 i kind of focused on um i thought well once you've played like a linear story maybe you want to go for a bit of a bigger game maybe you want to go for something that's open world why not horizon zero dawn or horizon forbidden west even um mm. because that's a you know it's going to be a big game again it's very pretty or what we've seen so far anyway and um the controls are pretty simple again and also you know there's a bit more like dynamic of how how you play and you can start to kind of find your feet with how you play games and what kind of things you like whether you like to just blow things up or you like to tie them down like you know um that kind of situation you can go a bit back and forth between the kind of different mechanics of the game and see which one fits you better so i thought Mm. that would be a good kind of couple of games to show someone to get them in to gaming Um, thank you so much the ghost of christmas fares yes exactly (laughs) yes yes Yes. (laughs) uh so the way I interpreted this was similar to Ashton, but the the way I've decided to go about it is by showcasing games with, I think, 
outstanding narratives where it's like it's not yes they may look at a game and think or try it and and think uh, i can't play this it's too complicated i don't understand the controls i've never played games before but i'm choosing to show someone who in my mind is snobby about games that they're just a waste of children's time that actually these can be big important narrative stories that that have meaning and can do things that film and tv and books can't Mm -hmm. and so i've chosen three obviously it was a bit of a gamble on the future one because god knows yeah Um, but i've chosen three games that i think have uh, are of significant narrative importance to video gaming so for gaming past i've picked bioshock I think if you could sit through Bioshock and understand its themes, which are pretty on the nose, Mm. that uh, you'll actually be, I think most people would be really intrigued by that. And rightly so, because it's a brilliantly written game. Yeah. And it's it's super interesting, plays with a lot of themes that do tie directly into uh, books and and other media. Uh, Gaming Present, admittedly, it's from a couple of years ago now. Well, three years ago. Uh, God of War 2018. Yeah. A real uh, familial tale deals with all the classics, doesn't it, Peter? You know, classics. Certainly does. Yeah, Yeah. all the classics. All the hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the hits. (laughs) And for gaming future, again, big swing here. uh, Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. Mm -hmm. No idea if how this is going to turn out, but based on what's coming out that we know is coming out in the future, that I would say, uh, having seen it at, at, at the Game Awards, looks pretty spectacular so i would say that one as well especially as it's a game that that deals with mental health and mental illness and and also is set in a sort of historical period as well kind of although slightly mythological uh i think that would also hopefully intrigue someone who's maybe a bit skeptical about games and what they can offer them apart from a distraction so those are both three excellent beautiful all very good suggestions so michael if you've got your your non-gamer in your life this Christmas, sit them down and force them to play all of the games that we just talked about. Thank you so mm. much. Yeah. Yeah. Peter? Yeah? Where are we, uh, where are we going? We're going to... Um, let me just uh, grab a... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Everyone ready? Yeah. We're going yeah. to... Uh, uh, not a brand new section. It's an ancient oh. section. goes back yeah. 2,000 years to this <laughs> very night. Uh-huh. Um Cold weird news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode's weird news is brought to us by the following podcast producers. Uh, Peter, kick us off. Check it, Omega. Ashton. Oh, Sean Legg. Trick 24. Evan Breidenbach. G.Y. Goliath. Ellie Nicholas. Hooked Crow 10. Melody, Melody L. Bonnet. Harrison Kalman. Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. And Katie Garrett slash Jared. Thank you so much, podcast producers. Thank if you'd you. like to be a podcast producer, find out more at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. And now we're doing weird news. We did it. We actually did it without messing. Look at that. We followed the script. I'm uh, really proud Peter's, of you. Thank you. Thank you. Peter's got the first piece of weird news. I've got a weird news here. This one was submitted by Peter Austin, who found one all by himself. Oh, what a big boy. Uh, it's from Kotaku.com, because I'm not looking anywhere else. Uh, and it's written by Luke Plunkett, because who else would I go to for weird news? Who um, else? Yeah, no one. Twitter suspends an Amazon Prime video channel. Sorry, Twitch suspends an Amazon Prime video channel, likely for NSFW reasons. Oh. This was on, like, Kotaku's homepage, wasn't it? Well, it was, I don't, it's a very recent article, so I think yeah. that's partly what um, makes stuff go on the homepage. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's bizarre. Uh, the subtitle is It Be Your Own Channels Coming to Amazon Prime This Summer. Thanks, Luke. I'm not really sure what that means. I don't know what that what that was. What the reference is. Uh, so here we go. Earlier today, and this was posted yesterday, time of recording. So on the 19th of December, um, earlier today, Twitch suspended the channel belonging to Prime Video España. That's an official Amazon Prime Video channel, and Twitch is owned by Amazon. You can see it right here, hyperlink, with the suspension being instituted five hours ago at time of posting. This is the first time that any Amazon channel has had to be suspended from the Amazon-owned streaming platform, and what makes it really interesting is that it doesn't look like it was a technical hiccup or an administrative error. It appears the punishment is because the channel really did break the rules. As Dex... As Dexerto reports, while streaming the last episode for 2021 of the panel show Esto Es Un Latte, uh, things got a little out of hand. Hours into the broadcast, which featured several prominent streamers, host and comedian Henar Alvarez said, We're going for the ban. Let's go. They'll ban us. While lifting up her shirt, pictured above. Uh, the picture, fortunately, does not show outright nudity, but it's frames before it happened i believe um she was joined by one of the other panelists who pulled her own shirt down briefly exposing a nipple oh despicable despicable at first the camera merely cut away but when the stream returned and alvarez uh and alvarez did it again this time momentarily exposing her own breast the broadcast abruptly ended and was replaced by a title card we, uh, while we don't know if that's why the suspension was handed out, it certainly seems likely, as both Alvarez and the panellists' actions were in violation of Twitch's community guidelines on nudity, pornography, and other sexual content. Here's what those guidelines have to say about what was shown in the stream. 
For those who present as women, we ask that you cover your nipples. We do not permit exposed underbust. Cleavage is unrestricted as long as these uh, coverage requirements are met. What a weird set what of rules. What a weird sentence that is, that's, isn't it? That's very odd. We do that's not a sentence that started very simply, I think, and then they just added more and more as violations occurred. And, yeah. yeah. I think it's You can do this crazy. on the third Tuesday of every month, <laughs> but only if it's a full moon. Yeah. <laughs> as and we all just... know that men don't have nipples, so I don't even know why they would have to say if you present as women. Because men don't have nipples. You they know, don't it's famous them. that men don't have nipples. Yeah. Don't have anything down there, just no. skin. Just well, skin. that's what I'd say. That's the weird thing is like, that just shows how ridiculous the female versus male nipple is. Yeah. Uh, for those who present as women, we ask that you cover your nipples. You know, people who might be, this is a whole, you know, can of worms, but people who are uh, were perhaps assigned male at birth, but, uh, you know, believe that they identify with a, the female gender, their nipple is not okay. But the same biologically male nipple in someone who is cis is fine. You know, that just shows how ridiculous it is. Everyone should be able to just get their nipples out, is what I'm saying, if they want I to. Always, I always thought that the rule on Twitch was that no nipples at all. Not even like... I mean, that would be better. That's Yeah, either all... And I, I wouldn't mind if it well, was no nipples at all, but... That's where I thought. I, I think all nipples are disgusting. Yeah. Uh, you know, people should be ashamed of having them. I've had mine removed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and if yeah. you could kindly, like, not say the word nipple anymore, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. I find it... I think it's disgusting. I would prefer um, all babies go hungry for the rest <laughs> yeah. of time yeah, yeah. I, thought, I think nipples are a sign of the apocalypse and yeah. uh really it's just a testament to how broken britain is you know that people even want nipples to begin with i think it's gross uh mm-hmm. get rid of them get yeah. rid of all of them mm-hmm. disgusting uh, yeah. The article concludes, <laughs> because this is the channel's first ever suspension, it should be back online within the month, colon. Temporary suspensions range from 1 to 30 days. After the suspension is complete, you will be able to use our services once again. We keep a record of past violations, and multiple suspensions over time can lead to an indefinite suspension. Mm. After Alvarez has uh, gotten rid of the nipples, all of them, uh, yeah. It'll be all right. after we've verified that... All hosts on this channel from now on will not have nipples anymore. No, we want you to be then. smooth like a Barbie doll. All Nip- smooth. Nippless, and that please. Is nippless. Fine. And that yeah. is fine. Yeah. Saint Nippless. Very good. Very, very good. Very good. It's well festive. done. Um, <laughs> wonderful. What a weird story. Sorry, I, I don't know if I missed it when you were reading it, but like, what was the purpose? Because they were. it sounds like they were intentionally trying to get banned. Why did they want that? They just went, it's the last episode of the year. Oh, okay. Let's so they just get thought, banned. Let's, I think they were just feeling a bit excited and thought, we can do what we want, you know. Mm. Um, uh, there's a there's an image in the, um, in the article I sent to you guys via Discord. Uh, okay. Those of you watching slash listening at home. Oh, wow. They really link. were just going for it. They huh? were, yeah. I think you can see a tiny little bit of what Twitch refers to as underbust. Underbust, yeah. Underbust, Disgusting. Uh, um, Awful. But yeah. yeah, you can the read more on The sexiest part of a bust is the under of it. The underside, yes. yeah. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whispers of bust. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a faint calling of bust. <laughs> That's really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also have some news. Mm. Uh, it was submitted by Ashton Matthews. 
Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Love that because, guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's from Kotaku and written by CC Zhang. And it is Genshin Impact. It's in the odds and ends category because, of course. Random. Random. Before you go uh, any further, Ashton, can I tell you it's pronounced Genshin, actually, according to the Game Awards? Yes, yes I was, I was going to say that exact same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um, Genshin Impact condoms are real. Oh, and what? And fans want them. Right. Jean-Louis I was wants- going to make a very, very low-hanging fruit joke about that official title. No, I'm not going to because it's not very nice. Was it going to say that Genshin Impact players won't need them? Maybe. Is that what you were going <laughs> to okay. No. No, absolutely not. That's okay. not what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, Jean-Louis wants you to practice safe sex and you should listen to him. Oh, this is like the sexiest weird news we've had in a long time. It is, it is. I'm really going to bring it crashing back down to <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ever since Genshin Impact's uh, Developers legally sanctioned the commercial production of fan merchandise. I've been seeing all sorts of unusual Genshin products pop up on the internet. I thought I'd seen it all after the Zhongli titty mouse pad. I had not. (laughs) I nearly burst a gut laughing when a friend linked me to the Zhongli condoms, unofficially designed and produced by fan artist Gigi. What a concept. I'm going to send you the article so that you can see the image that i'm also seeing right now um they'll be in the description of the the video so you can see it as well if you fancy um the tweet says i'll it'll, I'll take better product pictures once i open my shop but the condom packages have a hologram coating heart oh emoji oh sparkle emoji. look at the, the artwork on yeah. this what does that tongue do huh? i don't know oh. producing the condoms is very expensive but they are worth the price they're extremely high quality prayer hands emoji sparkle emoji <laughs> According to the interior packaging, the latex condom is made without harmful chemicals, doesn't contain spermicide, and is fragrance-free. It includes a visual diagram of how to use a condom. The package also reminds users to check the expiration date and that they shouldn't be using scissors or teeth. These condoms aren't up for sale yet, but they will be. Zhongli is half-dragon, half Quilin, Quilin god, who's known as a powerful shield supporter in the Genshin meta. Normally, he protects the entire party with a jade shield that absorbs massive amounts of damage. He's so busted that I don't even bother to dodge attacks anymore. He's the perfect character to feature on something that protects people from sexually transmitted diseases. (laughs) You know what? These condoms are a great idea. If plastering a famous gacha character on to a package is what takes it takes people to remember to use a condom then i'm all for it safe sex is important and though the creator said the condoms were expensive to produce you know what costs more money an unplanned pregnancy yeah it does it does the community the community's responses have has ranged from humor to admiration to scorn some of the jokes include shields you from massive responsibility and me and my wife about to have sex hold on babe babe i've got to get my zhongdom Oh. <laughs> oh no. The vast majority of t- quote retweets say to that Genshin players don't have sex. They are Ben. Um, okay, I'm, I'd just like to apologise for the joke I didn't make <laughs> uh, because it was mean and everyone should everyone's entitled to a, a nice, fulfilling sex life. They're all proclivities. Um, even if the generalisation were true, it might not matter. Some asexual commenters said that they want to buy the condoms for their Genshin collection, but not all of the reactions have been positive. A lot of quote retweets pre- preface the photos of non-ex- 
explicit condom packaging with content warnings, as if just the existence of condoms themselves is somehow offensive. Gigi is a Finnish artist, and he was surprised by some of the ignorance surrounding condoms in the reactions to his tweet. He said, I don't know if it's some kind of cultural differences by a lot of... But a lot of the quote retweets had kind of puritanist vibes. Big yikes from me. Do kids even have proper sex ed in school anymore? I'm concerned, skull emoji. Some people have never been to Harajuku Condomania and it shows... Condomania? How do you spell that? Condomania. Harajuku Condomania. I've never been to Harajuku Condomania, I must admit. Okay, Japan travel. Let's see. Uh, your connection is not private. Back to safety. No, proceed. <laughs> Unsafe. Escape. Uh, the last bit while you're looking it up is, while a lot of fans may be planning to buy them for decorative purposes, I really hope that these Zhongdoms get some actual use. Safe sex is important to you all. I don't like it that it they're Zhongdoms. That not that the police in like in France? The Zhongdoms. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, here it's it is. It's mostly a novelty store. Which means it's a great place to find inappropriate and ridiculous gifts and souvenirs, like for those odd friends back home and bachelorette parties. Penis straws, anyone? I like how outside it says condomania and fun shop. Fun shop. Come here for all of your fun needs. It also means you can pretend to be doing that while actually stocking up on their wide range of flavoured, ribbed, studded, special-sized or glow-in-the-dark prophylactics prophylactics Mm. and lubricants. I just tried to access a, an article like, but, uh, based in Japan by it uh, about it, and it says that mm. due to GDPR, I cannot access the website. <laughs> oh, no, they haven't done the terms of service. Uh, no. Not allowed. Not allowed in. No. No <clears throat> entry. That was weird. Wow. Uh, that was pretty weird. Uh, ben, are you going to really up the, the sex appeal? Of oh, yeah, news? get ready for this. Yeah. Uh, we're staying in Japan Woo, now, though. It's but... getting hot and spicy. But I hope you're ready to, basically, for me to bring the news equivalent of of a tax sen- seminar, like mm-hmm. how to pay your taxes. So here we go. Let's right. let's keep the steam rolling. Uh, this is from the Sixth Axis and Stefan, who I think I know, but I'm not sure. It's been a long time. Right. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 removed from sale because it's just too darned popular. Oh, uh, so popular. What have you uploaded there, Ashton? Ashton I found a picture this? of one of the condoms that's in the oh, shop. No. Oh, no. Please don't read it out loud. that's weird. <laughs> Please don't read it out loud. Don't read don't that. that. <laughs> oh, uh, I, did, I mean, I did not know they exist, but now I do. Square, Square Enix is going to stop selling Final Fantasy XIV, but it's not because they want to kill off the MMORPG. No, it's because it's just too damn popular right now and their servers simply can't keep up with demand. It's been incredibly difficult to log in and play Final Fantasy XIV since the early access release of the major Endwalker expansion, with hours-long hours long queues to get into a server. Uh, to combat this, Square Enix, Arca, what are you what Ashton, are you sending, I saw Ashton? You, I saw you typing. I was like, what's coming, coming through now? Just some, um, some uh, things with yeah. anime women on him. Ashton's fallen down a rabbit hole. I have. And we're suffering the consequences. One of them says bottle lotion. And when I first read it, I thought it said bottom lotion. Which, oh, Well, maybe it is. That I mean, it could be, cold. but it would just be a strange way of wording it, wouldn't it? Hello, can guys, I have can some we... bottom lotion, please? <laughs> can we please focus on my thoroughly unsexy story? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Thank you. 
To combat this, Square Enix are cutting down on the influx of new players in several ways. Over the next few days, they will stop distribution of physical copies, as well as temporarily halt digital sales of the game, and will suspend new registrations for the free trial version of the game. They're also pulling advertising campaigns as soon as possible. All people that currently have uh, have the game or have a free trial account will still be able to play, but free players will be much more restricted in their access. Active subscribers will have prioritised login over free players, and free players will only be able to log in during late night and early morning hours. And then it goes on to talk Weird. about some kind of error. But essentially, the game is so popular that Square Enix can't keep up, and they're just going to stop selling it to people and stop advertising and pretend it doesn't exist and hope people... <laughs> Uh, don't play it, which is ironically probably going to have the opposite effect. Yeah. Because while I have never been particularly interested in Final Fantasy fourteen, the idea that it's so good that they don't want to sell it to me makes me want to play it. <laughs> so, yeah. how dare they? That's very strange. I mean, yeah. uh, you'd think they would just up their infrastructure and stuff so that they can make shed loads of money off this very popular game rather than say, oh, well, as a business... We're no longer going to sell <laughs> yeah. this very popular product because we just you have can't to keep imagine up. that they will they will do that, but Eventually. apparently it's just yeah. reached critical mass and they just can't cope at all. Man. Um, so wow. yeah, that's bonkers. I don't think I've heard of a game doing that before. No, just just sort of going dark and operating for existing players only. Yeah, that is crazy. It's going to end up one of the people being like. I will sell you my copy of Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, it will be my login. For yeah, seven thousand yeah. pounds. It will create a bonkers, um, a flappy bird. Black yeah, market. it will be yeah. a flappy bird situation. God, my I will sell you my laptop with Final Fantasy installed on it and logged in. Sometimes for six million pounds. I think about flappy bird situation, and mm. I think like, what what kind of world did we live in where like we just kind of that was a thing and we all just just went with it like yeah. people were selling their full phones flappy bird was crap as well i know yeah, it, wasn't actually it that was good, so random so bizarre that it took the world by storm it's such a simple game as well I so know. basic yeah. it's no not really any different uh to that that copter that yeah, flash I flying game. I had, yeah. yeah on on my phone for ages yeah, yeah it's, i don't get it it's bonkers but people sold their ps4s for a premium with pt installed yeah on it yeah after they pulled that from the store so yeah same similar thing Mad. Bonkers. bonkers anyway that's weird news uh we got a question here haven't we yeah we've got a question here from ernie arrowsmith the uh the lord of the rings archer mm. yeah uh, or fletcher <laughs> probably season's <laughs> greetings to all at team triple jump thank you ernie. thank you thanks ernie what what holiday transitions, uh, traditions, sorry, what holiday <laughs> traditions do you think would translate uh, well to a video game format? Christmas decoration Tetris, last minute shopping meets Battle Royale, Peter Austin's family parlor games in VR. That would be <laughs> no. a terrible idea. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Ernie. Thank you, Ernie. Thanks, Ernie. Thanks. Say hi to Bert for us. Do, do please. Uh, something that I hate doing in real life, but might be quite in a kind of uh, unpacking sort of way it might be quite nice to be gamified would be wrapping oh, I'd presents put that down. I'd put that down too because um, I, I think that you know for ex- like no one likes to uh, un- unpack boxes in their hat or maybe some people do Probably it's probably quite nice to try and find a place for everything but you know there's lots of uh, things that you would consider to be chores uh, that have been gamified um, mm. but um 
you know, so I don't like wrapping presents, but maybe it would be nice to kind of have nice folds and like sell a tape and stuff and uh you know there could be could be extra challenges maybe then there's there is also a, a tetris element where you then have to put all the presents under the tree and fit them in um and i don't know i just think like as i can levels, see that as the levels get on you just it gets more and more harder to wrap it's like wrap a football or like yeah a guitar or something i can see it being sort of weirdly kind of zen and therapeutic and satisfying to do even though in real life it's just the goddamn worst thing i'm so (laughs) bad at it you know and maybe that's the other thing maybe because obviously with these kind of chore video games sometimes the when you do it in the game it's easier to do and you, you end up with a nicer final product so maybe i would find it satisfying that yeah in real life i can't do a nice neat wrapping but maybe i'd be quite good at it in game so mm. that's what I'd like to try, something like that. You know, there'd be some nice Christmas music playing and in the background it'd be like there'd be a roaring fire and snow out of the window and you're just folding it, sticking it down, maybe writing a nice tag on it. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, as it gets harder, yeah, you get like footballs and bikes and stuff to wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrapping um, a bike. Yeah. Or maybe just unwrapping, you know, like unpacking, just tearing paper off. Yeah. Uh, presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashton. Yeah. I. I. This is not my answer, but there's this new trend on like TikTok at the moment of people wrapping presents as things that they are not. And someone's like, I got my sister uh, a phone and wrapped it. And it looked like a treadmill. I don't oh know how. God. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Some of them are like mad. Like this one's probably like making it look like a bike and stuff. But there's one that just looked like he wrapped it so it looked like a treadmill. And I was just baffled by how he would even achieve he bought that. his sister a phone for yeah. Christmas. His sister. Well, TikTok's got that TikTok money, knee. No, I suppose so. <laughs> um, but my answer was, um, I put like a, a, pa- a wrapping mini game situation. But also, I quite like the idea of a Christmas dinner cooking rhythm game. Because oh. as we all know... It's all about timing. It's just timing. It's just timings. It's just timing. So I thought, I mean, I don't mind cooking a roast dinner, but it's a bit of a faff. So, and I used to really like cooking mama as well. So maybe Mm. like a game that's all about cooking a Christmas dinner that's all just timing. And and if you, you know, mess it up, you overcook your, your peas or something. Oh no, yeah, your chicken overcooked peas. Your chicken's a bit undercooked, and you know, have you ruined Christmas? And and your cousin's crying, and your grandma's had a heart attack, and you know. And your you've granddad's like, "Why the hell have you served chicken and not turkey on yeah, Christmas? What, exactly. what the hell are yeah. you doing?" Yeah. yeah, and your racist aunt's there, and she just keeps talking, oh, and you can't so. you can't just feed her to make her be quiet. She just keeps. She's always there. Yeah, and you've ruined Christmas because you messed up your rhythm game yeah so. the stakes are very high they are yeah they are you well, like rhythm games don't you ashton yeah i'm Sp- really good at them space really channel christmas we could space chew, 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 chew. you won't be able to chew 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 because they'll be too tough oh very good oh nice 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 thanks nice, thanks. Nice, thanks. Nice. thanks i'd also want to i want to clear my name a bit about weirdest games that's come out this week <laughs> because yeah. i've had a lot of uh, a lot of stick about being bad at this game mm. and because Peter obviously mugs me off straight in front of my face. Yeah, um, he did. But I'd he like did. to just point out, if you go back in the video, 
And you watch me attempt the bit that Peter does a second time, once I understood how to play the game. I actually do quite well. And yeah. some would say as good as Peter did in mm-hmm. doing it for the first time. And I know it looks bad because Peter just picked up the controller and, and nailed it first time. But, you know, I I want to clear my name and say I wasn't actually just really bad at the game. The game just was hard to play. That's all. Also, a couple of people have said that um, that game apparently has infamously tight windows to actually do your input. And then on top of that, when you emulate, apparently apparently it's a thing where like that game is not really very emulatable because of like input delay and stuff um so well, we always do our research here don't we yeah we do yeah always. so we, we had a few comments from people saying yeah actually like this game you can't really play it with an emulator it just doesn't work properly i didn't do very well either ashton no that's so, true you know yeah. but no one was talking about that <laughs> no <laughs> that's good but I'm yeah i literally my, it was only the first the the first set of instructions as well that I did, like probably the easiest one in the entire game. And yeah, I did it right. But like if I'd been trying to do the bit where you were fighting that, whatever the hell it was, you know. Coco Tapioca. Yeah, that one. Oh, maybe <laughs> I'd have struggled just as much. Who's yeah. to say? Yeah. But that's how Christmas dinner gets ruined. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ben, what game yeah. do you, what Christmas edition do you want to make into a video game? So I don't know if it's necessary Christmas traditions, uh, but I think a Christmas themed unpacking level would be really nice. Mm. I've not played unpacking, but from how people have described it, it sounds lovely. Mm. And if one of them was your living room and you had a box full of Christmas decorations, I think that'd be really nice. Yeah, it would. Find a place for all the bits to go. Lovely stuff. And the other one I've written down is a Microsoft Flight Sim expansion called Father Christmas's Journey. Oh, that and would be so good. you fly across at night time in a sleigh and you, I don't know, drop presents. Or maybe you, it's because it's Flight Sim and they can't add that kind of functionality. You literally just fly from location to location and you just have to fly all the way around the world. But you go like you got Father Christmas powers. I don't know. But that could be fun. Could be fun yeah, unless you like sense. crash, and that could be yeah. really. <laughs> and you yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can can you kill Father Christmas in Microsoft Flight Sim? That's yeah. what we need to find out. Yeah. How soon can you kill him? Can we do a speed run? Death percent <laughs> and just drop out of the sky. Yeah. How does it work? Do you like? Does Does Rudolph has a, have a throttle? Like, do you? Yeah, do you, I think he's so. up on the Rudolph. He's up on the Rudolph. Yeah. Mm. Deploy landing feet. I suppose I don't really know. It could be fun, though. It could be a fun little... little I like the idea that it's like a really low effort, just reskin of an aircraft, and there's just like <laughs> yeah. jet noises, <laughs> and the reindeer aren't animated. They're just static. Yeah. And the, the yeah. hitbox is like four times as wide as yeah. Santa Claus Yeah, you've got is, massive you've got wings, wingspan. even though you can't yeah. see them. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yes, I would play that. That sounds fun to me. When you were younger, I don't know if maybe you were too old when this was a big... Thing. I don't say too old. I mean, like I know what you're going to say. Too old of a yeah. teen. Did you ever sit around the Christmas Eve and watch that website that told you where Santa was currently? I've seen. Oh, the, uh, we saw it tracker. once. Yeah, the Santa tracker. Yeah, like the NASA thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I've never, never done that. Oh. I saw it the first year. Well, it might not have been the first year that they did it, but it was very early. Like, in, when I was very young, I think they did 
like a kind of a very early iteration of it. And I remember my dad showing me and I was kind of like, my mind was blown. But like now when they do it, they have like an animated Santa and you can like see him flying and stuff. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. But like back then it was like this really basic map that just kind of had him flying and stuff. Um, Was it on teletext? No, I can't remember if it was maybe. a teletext version. It was either on teletext know. or on the internet. I remember watching this on like, really grainy, low quality thing in the early days. But yeah, since then, it's mm. now on the internet. It's like a live stream, I think. I can't say I've ever looked at it. I have a weird, fuzzy memory of maybe a phone line that you could call to find out where Santa was. But mm. I don't know. Like, I really oh. honestly don't remember. Um, I don't think I've, I ever did it. We used to sit around. We had went to a friend's house on Christmas Eve every year. And we used to be like... Oh, get the, the the little laptop out and we'd all sit around the laptop and be like oh look he's in he's in Chile wow oh. but I think it was it was never that like I don't know how it worked but it would never get to you it would always be like somewhere else because obviously if you're checking the thing you're awake he's already been and Santa's not <laughs> Santa's not been yet because you're awake. So I used to just remember we used to sit around it. And then as we got older, or as I got older, because I was always the oldest, they'd be like, oh, Ashen, do you want to see where Santa is? And I'd be like, no, I don't care where Santa is. I don't care. But then I'd secretly be like looking at the screen and be like, where is Santa? Is he nearby? I hope he's close. Mm. <laughs> all the little okay, here we go. Toys. Uh, it's NORAD, sorry, not NASA. NORAD, and, uh, yes. They've been doing it since 1955. Um, yeah, we covered it on Podium. We did, didn't we? Well, yeah, long time ago. I thought I did have an early memory of it being on the internet. You're right, Ben. That there was a telephone hotline for a time until okay. the 90s, from from the 50s to the 90s. But then, as early as 1997, the programmers had a highly publicized internet presence. And I do remember my dad showing. And I know it must have been pre 2000 because it was in the house that we lived in back then. So, in the kind of the pretty early days of my internet experience i remember mm. this really kind of grainy uh yeah thing of, of santa so it must have mm. been 97 98 or something when i saw it yeah, yeah. interesting norad oh that is really unlocked some some norad key memories for me it looks very diff- very fancy now it's got like minions. yeah it's all it's got an arcade and, and a theater games. Mm. jesus wow i know what i'm doing Guys, today it's... It's time for... You're going to work. It's time for the big discussion. Are you guys ready? Yeah. certainly am. Are you guys ready for it? Yeah. Yes. Here comes the big, big discussion. discussion. It's the big discussion. Big discussion time. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Callum Story, who says, Hey guys, short questions with potentially long answers. Why do you think that a lot of Christmas-based slash themed games are slash were so terrible? And do you think we'll see a return of Christmas-themed games now that the technology and quality of games have improved immensely since the 90s uh, early, slash early 2000s? Or 90s to early 2000s, mm. I think. I'm discounting games that just so happen to be set on or around Christmas, but the, uh, but the game has nothing to do with Christmas, e.g. Yakuza Kiwami. Hope you three and everyone in the Walrus Clan have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All the best. And it's on a different page for me. Callum. Callum. There we are. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Peter, we played a couple of Christmas games, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Well, so that's, that's the funny thing. My answer was initially going to be, I think part of the problem with Christmas games being bad is that a lot of them are movie tie-ins. And I think that's just symptomatic of the movie tie-in, whether it's Christmas or not. You know, they, they're usually kind of a bit rubbish. So there's like, I, I mean, I've got a list coming out 
Um, I think it might actually be out already by the time this podcast goes out. If not, it'll be next week. I can't remember without looking at the schedule off the top of my head. But it's worst Christmas games, the 10 worst Christmas games of all time. And mm. a fair few of them are movie tie-ins. There's an elf one. There's uh, the Santa Claus with an E one. Uh, you know, there's all, all kinds of movie tie-in ones, the Grinch and so on. And I think that is uh, just a problem that you get with, with movie tie-in games in that you can't necessarily like for like sort of gamify the events of a movie you know you need to always have uh you know some kind of threat or certainly in the early game early days of gaming where you it's probably a side-scrolling platformer with enemies and an objective you know nowadays you can make games that don't have a constant ongoing threat or don't have villains or too much action in them you can have Mm -hmm. you know just interesting stories and so on but certainly in the earlier days of gaming you kind of had to have enemies and you had to have obstacles and things like that. And that doesn't translate very easily from games. And then even if, uh, from movies, sorry. And then even if you put movies to one side and just talk about Christmas games, for example, Santa Claus Saves the Earth and uh, what was the other one called? Um, Days Before Christmas. Days Before Days. Christmas. Uh, a recent Worst Games Ever. It, you, you still have kind of the same issues that you would have anyway with a movie tie-in game, even if it isn't a movie tie-in game. In that, just Christmas as a as a thing, you it it, it forces your hand in the nineties to two thousands. You have to come up with Christmas themed enemies, you know, evil snowmen, and I don't know what. I mean, there was like a hyena in Santa Claus Saves the Earth. I don't know why. Uh, so I think it's actually just quite difficult, or it was quite difficult, to extract the um, integral components of a video game from uh, th- the whole theme of Christmas, um, you know, back once upon a time. And nowadays, I think the if someone did set out to make a Christmas-themed game, they would have a better chance of doing something more interesting, more charming, more enjoyable... But I don't think anyone's in a rush to do so. And partly I think that might be because the whole thing is tainted because of the earlier efforts. Um, But uh, yeah, so I don't think necessarily that we'll see a return of Christmas-themed games. But I think that if someone did have to make one, if you got a gun out and said make a Christmas game, I think with today's technology you could make something more interesting. You know, you could do like a nice walking sim or, you know, just some kind of narrative story-based game rather than yet another rubbish 2D side-scroller that may or may not be based on a movie, um, which is mm-hmm. just it's just going to be bad, whichever way you do it. <laughs> Ashton? Yep. I think in the same way that very rarely do you get a Halloween game, mm. you know, you get horror games that are popular around Halloween, but you don't necessarily get halloween games you you won't get a christmas game you'd get a game that's set around christmas or a wintry game that is you know winter based because like you're saying it's very difficult to make a game based on a holiday which is so different around the world like our christmas is completely different to the christmases of you know australia or japan or even like Finland, like our Christmases are very different. Yeah, compared yeah. they have chocolate to... grandma in one of them, which they is do. really chocolate grandma. grandma. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's difficult because, like I say, it's it's every individual family and in every individual country has their own Christmas traditions, and it's 
you can't kind of condense that into your like a video game but also I think that there are you know there are things about Christmas that can would like go very well to be a Christmas video game situation like if you've got a kid that's you know stowed away with Santa and you've got to get it home or something or um a kid's kind of creeping around and it's trying to find Santa in the house and you kind of make it like you're saying a walking sim or a nice little narrative ditty of just a child being happy for Christmas you know what I think would make a really good game mm-hmm. the Polar Express right I well, think... yeah. can't look any worse I know it can't sure. look any worse <laughs> but like the 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 Polar Express is a really the story of that is kind of quite might make a quite a good game because once you get to the North Pole obviously he's like going through all of like the the um what you call it the like present area and they're trying to get back to santa to see santa and stuff and Mm -hmm. they're going through they see the sleigh and they're going through all of the pipes where all the presents go and they're trying to get the presents and stuff and i think that's quite a fun little bit of a game uh, of a movie that you could translate quite nicely into a game but i think that it's too niche and it you'd only get it you only get them to people to play it or buy it around Christmas time anyway. Yeah, that's the other problem. It doesn't make business so, sense. Yeah, really. so you go like 11 months without selling it. And then around Christmas, maybe you sell like a couple of copies or something. But you need you need to make sure that your game's going to sell all year round to make a profit. Otherwise, it's not going to, you know, you're not going to make a profit. So I think that's why Christmas games just don't, just don't work, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. No, that's bang on. That's exactly what I've what I've put down here as well. Why would you? And it's the same for Halloween, as you said. Why yeah. would you create a game with such a short shelf life? Mm-hmm. No big company is going to willingly plonk down, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars for something like that. So the only people willing to take a gamble are those with either an official movie license, like Home Alone, or smaller independent companies looking to flip something and cash in for a month out of the year mm. you know so you you'll find a lot of christmas games on steam i don't know that any of them are really particularly good yeah so there we are uh, i absolutely do not believe that we will ever get a really good christmas game mm. i don't think it'll happen we might get a really good game that happens to be set at christmas and we've had plenty of those mm. yeah uh we might get an oddity from an indie dev on steam that's sort of a delightful one-off uh, but honestly, that's likely all, isn't it? I mean, the walking sim idea is a really good idea, Peter. I think that would be really nice. You know, just like a two-hour game where you're where you're going around like a, a, a picturesque English village, yeah. and it's the snowfall, and you 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 know you go. Someone gives you a mince pie, and maybe there's very low stakes, but it's just. But it just doesn't make well, sense to do. Like it, it, it's a nice idea, and it would be a good game, but no one is going to do it unless it's sort of yeah. just like you say incidentally christmas in yeah it. Um, it would have to be ready for christmas as well yeah. it's not like resident evil where you could have all the intention in the world to release it in october but ultimately even if you release it in april it doesn't matter mm. it's still resident evil yeah. and it will sell um and it's also just really hard to come up with an original christmas idea for a game you look at the answers i gave for the previous question and it was just the christmas spirit applied to existing games yeah. you know uh devs are in sort of a really tough position to try and come up with something good uh and that's why the christmas games certainly in our experience are nearly all crap side scrollers yeah know, typically 
the best thing to do is just uh, do a seasonal DLC or something like that, or yeah, just a level within a game. You know, we we talk we've talked about this sort of ad nauseum really on the channel, whether it's in lists or in previous podcasts or other videos and things. But there are some really nice Christmassy themed DLCs and levels of games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've talked before about the uh, the level in Bully, which is uh, you know that game normally has a day night cycle and you have to get to bed before like 9 p.m. or something but the one uh day of the year in that whole game uh where you don't have that constraint is the christmas one and that's because there's so much to do you wake up on christmas morning and if you only had like 12 in-game hours you would not be able to do it all so you have like an infinitely long day and there's you know the whole world has been reskinned and there's costumes and activities and missions and all sorts of stuff to do so and and there's a a good uh saints row one isn't there i think um yes yeah yeah, yeah. saints save christmas or something yeah. like that yeah i think that's meant to be pretty good borderlands has a fan borderlands 2 has yeah. a great one uh, but these are the, these are the examples that Peter and I have been offering for like yeah five or six years at this mm-hmm. point in various places but it's yeah it's it's so hard to make an original Christmas game. And why would you? Because you'll only be able to sell it for a month. Mm. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of it. So. Imagine trying to sell a Christmas game in January. The game's been out for a month or less. Uh, or maybe you'd release it late November. No one's going to buy it after Boxing Day. Games are just too expensive to make. And yeah. Christmas films are seemingly... It's more of a lucrative market. You know, you can make back your budget pretty easily. Yeah. Games, there's absolutely no guarantee of that. You know, no guarantee at all. Well, you talk um, about there's like just too many games released every day. Yeah, you talk about the fact that there's like it's really hard to think of a new Christmas story or something that you can make a game out. Of. But I like, just look at the movies. All the movies are yeah. exactly the same. They're all yeah. the same. They're all telling the same story in the same way. And of course, so of course, if movie like if cinema can't do it, then what chances the um, video game companies got to make a game that will actually do well? Well, yeah. yeah, it's mad. It is. I would love for a company to take a big swing and just with the plan that they will sell copies every year in mm. December. Someone yeah. just makes a really good Christmas game that mm-hmm. just becomes a must play for for millions of people every Christmas. Like, oh, it's it's the beginning of December. I've got my advent calendar. I've put up my decorations. I'm watching Home Alan. I'm watching <laughs> Die Hard. And it's time to play through the christmas folly and quite englishville you yeah. know mm. just just the one hour walking sim where 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 it's all festive and it's the good christmas game and you can play it really you know really quickly and finish every streamer it and, would play it at christmas yeah, someone could do it but yeah there's no market for more than one of those for no. sure yeah. yeah that would be it you know it's the same with christmas music as well everyone has a go at a christmas song we did we didn't make it into the charts sadly no, but sadly you know not. That might have been because we're only selling 100 copies. So yeah, that may do it. That held us back. Certified <laughs> platinum over here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, there we are. Of course, let us know what you think about everything we've discussed in the comments below and at the various other places around the internet you can find us. Peter is going to tell you a few of them right now. Hello, we are Team Triple Jump everywhere on the internet that's worth being. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump to see our videos and live streams. Uh, when we're streaming on both of those channels, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trowling Badger and Mr. Black. And uh, on the subject of Twitch, you know, uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, 
that has a little Twitch sub as part of the bundle. So you can spend that on us if you're not using it already. Or if you are, maybe take it off that rubbish channel that you're subscribed to and put it on ours. <laughs> Give it uh, to us. We've got social media, twitter.com and facebook.com, both forward slash team triple jump. Uh, we, I mean, there used to be a bit of a distinction between the two, but now we've got quite a lot of crossover, really. So you can head to either of those. And get video announcements and little bits of community, uh, you know, kind of discussion and so on and so forth. Uh, Fraser's doing an excellent job looking after Facebook and Twitter as well to a certain extent. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Uh, we've got Patreon as well. You can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump uh, to have a look at all of our tiers. Hey, maybe this Christmas you might want, you know, an exclusive T-shirt or you might want to get a signed copy of Worst Games Ever and Weirdest Games Ever for yourself or for a loved one. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that stuff would be with you in time for Christmas at this point, but you could, you know, do it as a little late treat to yourself. So go check out the rewards on there. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, Go and have a look. We also have a website. It's triplejurt.mup. That's triplejuu.mp. Spells jump. If you want to join our Discord, you can go to jibblejerk.mup forward slash Discord, where you can talk to all of our wonderful community and see what they're chatting to. When we're on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they tell you to do something, do it. Um, do it. Thank you. Um, if you want to listen to this podcast, maybe you are, I made this comment a couple of weeks ago, but maybe this time you really are driving home for Christmas on this fine Christmas Eve. Or maybe you just know that you're going to have to listen to your racist aunt at the table and you want to put some headphones in and listen to something a bit nicer. You can listen to our podcast and all of its audio forms by going to triplejerk.mup forward slash podcast. If you want to watch our VODs, if you miss any of our live streams from the last couple of weeks slash months slash ever, you go to triplejerk.mup forward slash VODs to catch up on them. And last but not least, if you want to get yourself some merch, maybe you've got some Christmas money to spend, you go to triplejumpshop.com and purchase a t-shirt, a jumper, a scarf, maybe a tin or a pin. Um, go to triplejumpshop.com to find out what we've got and to make sure you're up to date on all of the new merch news or just to tweet us about the new merch you may or may not receive for Christmas, tweet us at triplejumpshop on Twitter. Yes, yes, I'm here. Hello, sorry. <laughs> Hello. Uh, d- why not follow Scrambled Ashton? I've already messed it up. I was in my own world there for a second. Scrunch. Why not follow... Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. That main, that continues, by the way, through the Christmas break. Loads of stuff coming for you. Mm, yeah. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. The joint, sorry, hang on. Thursday being the stream on YouTube. The joint stream. Oh, what's going on with my brain? And the other days being the solo streams on Twitch. Obviously, there'll be none of those over the next week or so. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else the podcast is every Saturday we do shows all the flippin' time go check them out why not leave a five star review on iTunes or your platform of choice it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms mm-hmm. we've got loads coming your way facebook.com forward slash team triple jump please go and follow the page Merry Christmas for tomorrow hope you have a brilliant time yeah. Absolutely. it's a worst games ever week isn't it Peter certainly is uh, it was uh well, it's sort of a Christmassy one, but it wasn't because mm. if you are a patron, you got it on today. Uh, today. today you get yeah. it, uh, but if you're not a patron, you get it on Boxing Day. So sorry about that. Yeah, but uh, don't worry, we didn't pick a Christmas game because that would be 
very confusing for everyone involved, and we wouldn't want to do that to you on Boxing no, Day. Absolutely not. Um, we wouldn't. But it's another excellent edit by your boy Hames Henkins. Hames Henkins. So go, go have a look at that. Uh, ben, you've got a uh, video coming out soon as well, haven't you? Certainly do. We've got a big sort of um, New Year's, I suppose. That's the time because we've got, we got a video coming out on New Year's Eve. We've got a video coming out on New Year's Day. And we've got a video coming out on the 2nd of January as well. And there are three big videos. One of them, of course, is Travel Jump Isn't Changing, where we sort of reflect on the year. And thank you for, well, thank everyone for their contributions that allowed us to do what we do this year. Um, we've got the longest ranked list we have ever done. Oh in the morning on New Year's Day. And that is specifically timed to help people with a hangover from New Year's <laughs> Eve. And also it's very much a tradition of ours to put a, a, a big old rank list on uh, on New Year's Day. So when you wake Should up, we... you sound like Ben. You can yeah. pop but that you feel But you feel like I sound. Yeah. 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 Uh, are we announcing what it is or should we just let it be? Well, I think before it goes out, we'll have put the social media post out, the the YouTube community post out. So, because I mentioned that's it the other point. day on something that's going out near the time on the okay on the trip, which well, isn't changing. But, uh, we can we can say what it is then. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should. Well, every Mario video game ranked from worst to best, every single one, uh, all of them, all the spin-offs. Yeah, a hundred all the hits, forty nine entries were there. I feel like there were more. I think 149 sounds familiar. I think it's it quite a round number. There were around 150 entries, basically, and it is hours and hours long. Um, (laughs) The word count when when it came through from Philip was absolutely shocking Mm -hmm. (laughs) compared to the longest list we'd previously done. Um, So uh, it's an hour longer than our previous longest list. Yeah. It's it's obscene. So please go and watch that. And if anything, a big old uh, educational trip through all of Mario's games, every single one, even the very weird ones. And mm-hmm. obviously those are <laughs> ranked near the bottom. So you get to hear about those first, <laughs> all, the, all the weird stuff. Um, but then the day after, it's another launch game the video, the first launch game video of 2022, where I'll be talking about the Sega Saturn, mm. that tragic short-lived Sega console between the Mega Drive or the Genesis, if you want to get married yeah. about this, uh, and the Dreamcast. So yeah. make sure you go check that out. Putting some hard work on it. Had a lot of help from Sam from Cultaholic, uh, making an intro and using his Sega Saturn because he's a big Sega fan. So there's, there's basically there's a ton of stuff coming your way before we're back in the first week of January, uh, at which point live streams will resume. But uh, Peter may not stream because the Monday's a bank holiday for us. But we'll see what happens. We'll yeah, let you know true. what is going on. Uh, but uh, pay attention to our social media. There's there's a flip ton of stuff coming out. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say to the audience before we bugger off for a couple of weeks? Uh, Just a big uh, big thank you and a Merry Christmas as yeah. we did uh, as we will do in the Triple Jump Isn't Changing video. Much love to you all. I hope that you have a f- get everything you want from Santa Claus this year mm-hmm. and uh, that you get f- thoroughly stuffed with food and beverages um, yes. all Christmas long and you are happy about it. That's what I'd mm. like. I hope you're happy about it. <laughs> hope you're bloody happy. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 
Another quick thing is that the Patreon post is now live for people to submit their three favourite games of the year. It's fully explained in that post how it all works. Uh, There will be a second round of voting, or there will be a first and only round of voting, I suppose. We'll put all your suggestions into a, uh, a, a poll. And so look out for that in the first week of January. But for now, if you're a patron, go submit your games of the year and have your say in our game of the year show, which will be our first podcast back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, stay safe. Get yeah. your booster if you can. Yeah. Wear do. a mask if you can. Uh, avoid contact with other people if you're at all worried. And uh, be safe and protect those around you. And we will hopefully, we'll see, but we'll hopefully be in the same room come January. But maybe not. Yeah. Uh, until next time. Ashton has the ad read. Yes, I'll give you. I'll give you the reading again, because uh, I think wait. it's Christmassy. I've I have closed it though, so bear with two seconds. I'll just just uh, make it up. It was the five nights before Christmas when all through the pizzaplex, not a creature was stirring except for a mouse android thing. The stockings were hung by the pizza oven with care, in the hopes that the big chicken one would soon be there. The children were nestled or snug in their beds, while I picked my pants at the sight of their scary Freds. Excellent. Five Beautiful. nights at Freddy's before Christmas. Beautiful. Merry Wonderful. Christmas. Merry everyone. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, happy, everyone. Happy New Year. Have a happy New Year happy next year. time. Love ya. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.